All right. So I'm happy to have a special guest here, Alexei Pergrand. Recently won his PFL match and got a PFL contract. We're delighted to have you on the show. I know you're a busy man or busy young man, 20 years old. And so we have you here. I'm going to ask you some general questions and hopefully get our audience to know more about you. You're one of those guys that most people don't know much about right now. For the next few years, I'm going to know who your name is. People are going to know who you are and, uh, and your background. So let's start off, first of all, your mom reached out to me on YouTube. And uh, I love it because it came off to me a lot like my mother, very passionate about my sports career. I would hear her in the stands. I would hear her voice when I was competing. I'm a former gymnast, different sport. But the point is I would hear her screaming over everybody. <laughs> and then when I would win a medal, she was Basically, she was on the podium with me. I could feel her energy. And uh, so with that said, let's talk about how do we get this interview? How did this all happen? Tell me your side so, of the story. Yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, right now, like, my phone's, like, blowing up. There's, like, a bunch of, like, people, like, asking me to do, like, interviews and all this stuff um, just, like, right after I won the contract. And um, I forgot, I was just send, I was sending my mom, uh, PFL sent me like a couple like of uh, my interviews that I was doing with like Kenny Florian and all those guys. And uh, I guess she was just randomly looking on YouTube, just typing my name in probably. And she just sent me a link through text and she was like, I was like, okay, um, this looks like an interesting video. So I just clicked on it and, you know, I, I just started watching it and I was like, I like the way this guy talks. I like the way like he, um, you know, he presents himself he 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 gets straight to the point and i was like wow this is this is a, a great you know uh fight prediction fight analysis like i i could tell you did your research you know um yeah. but yeah i was like wow like i was impressed i was i was pretty impressed but um uh yeah that's that's pretty much just through text just through text so that's all it was well you know these breakdowns it's not just me anyone does the breakdowns on ma fights we're looking for information. We're, we're on Wikipedia. We're Googling stuff about, you know, the fighters. And I saw the 88, you know, boxing matches. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait a second. I, I assumed it was off a little bit just because, you know, assuming, you know, just, you know, it's a lot of fights. And your mom comes to the channel and she's like, no, those are real fights. And then she also shares with me, you know, traveled abroad. You fought for the national team. And it shows, you know, people assume that Russian fighters even though you were born in the states but you know just russian fighters are all grapplers they assume you guys are all from dagestan yeah but your striking is it's phenomenal i mean you won the fight here in the pfl with submissions but do you try to make it a, a point to show people that you're well-rounded um yeah that, that's always part of my game um my dad was actually born in, in the ukraine so my dad's ukrainian my mom is russian so that's a pretty weird thing thing to have especially nowadays um you know but uh they met here in the states and you know yeah i like being well-rounded um for this fight specifically it was not the game plan going in I, I wouldn't say so um i really wanted to have like a flashy fight you know because obviously like i was like i was fighting for the contract so i was like okay i got switched up i gotta make something different um but there was just a couple of hiccups like leading up to the fight. Um, you know, there was some stuff that happened a little late. Um, my warm up, I, I, to be honest, I think I warm up, warmed up for three hours straight almost. Wow. Um, off, I was just warming up on and off three hours straight because there was like a couple of things going on with um, 
with the uh, the stream and, and um, the commentators and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, it was like one of those things that was like an experience because like I was like looking at the time. I thought, you know, everything's going to start on time, but obviously that doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, with those hiccups, I was like, okay, you know, I, I was I was literally about to head out. Uh, they're about to do the countdown before I head out. I'm like, man, my spine hurts, dude. Like I've been like, like I've, I already feel burnt out. Like my legs like are like almost dead. So that was definitely wasn't my like best performance. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I didn't uh, showcase what I can really do, especially and and it's almost upsetting because this was one of the hardest camps I've ever had, um, hands down. You know, I went to Sanford for two weeks. Sanford MMA. Um, uh, and and this camp over here in Nashville MMA too, uh, which I did the the last half of, um, with Dorian Price, uh, my head coach, and and Brian Tidwell, my jiu-jitsu coach. Um, you know, th there there were some brutal, brutal, brutal practices, and um, you know, with my strength coach Tim, um, just just all of that just was brutal, and and I was almost upset that I couldn't showcase that my cardio was was on point I, I didn't think I was going to gas out that fight at all I was like my cardio was on point I feel great um but yeah you know a, a hiccups happened it was my first profile on the big stage so maybe I did burn out a little bit but I still got the job done like I said you know <laughs> that leads me to another question that I don't get a chance to ask enough is is it common and I, I know the answer to this question but I want you to answer the question yourself is it common that you're not on your perfect day that you you have injuries, you train through injuries, you go to practice and it's, it's not often you feel light on your feet, usually training through some kind of pain um, because people watch it on TV. The common fans like, oh, he's in perfect shape today. It's all been going great. He's been no, not injured at all throughout the camp, but share with us what it's really like on the other side. It's, it's, um, it's pretty bad, man. Like you're always scared every, especially when like it's a big opportunity like this, you go into practice and you want to train hard. You have to train hard. But also there's that, that aspect where you're like, okay, I don't want to injure myself. I don't want to, you know, because that actually happened um, before I think I was supposed to fight for the amateur title in like 2019, 2020. Um, and I was, you know, just doing some funky, stupid <laughs> stuff I do um, in, in jiu-jitsu. I just land on my shoulder, tore my AC joint right uh four months off to do physical therapy just four months straight on physical therapy um but yeah that was that was like part of like you know that's obviously in the back of your head like what if that happens again and you don't want that to happen again obviously especially because of this such a huge opportunity you do not want to miss um but yeah i had the only i i, I felt pretty healthy coming to this fight um i think the only thing i had kind of problem was i had like a little floating rib issue uh, going and you know those are really really tough to you know but yeah just the floating rib, rib issue was was the only part um, that bothered me um, but yeah other than that you know like I said just the warm-up kind of messed me up and the the time of, of when I was supposed to fight uh, didn't work out so um, but yeah that's, that's pretty much all. Now <laughs> is, is your father involved with your training is, is he part of your corner what's his involvement? So my dad taught me everything I know about striking, pretty much. Um, just boxing, just hands boxing. Um, he, he never really did uh, kickboxing or nothing like that. He did, like, a little bit of judo uh, back in his day, and he had a huge 
amateur boxing experience. I mean, okay. you know, back in uh, there was no such thing as professional sports, so you couldn't get paid for competing. And so people would fight, you know, have boxing matches three to four times a day, right? So he had, you know, a huge amount of boxing matches, 200, 300 fights, right? So he, you know, it was just like after, you know, you go right after three, four fights a day, you know, and no one really cared about it. Like nowadays, um, it's super hard to find, find fights. Like even though I have 88 boxing matches, it's like I've got 88 fights from nine years old to around like 18 years old. Wow. So. Right. So I started competing at nine years old. Uh, that was my first boxing match. Um, and, you know, we would travel, we would travel six to eight hours and we would get there hoping we would have a match and then going straight back home because we didn't have an opponent. Uh. We would do those sacrifices because boxing was very like, you know, people would be in and out. Like they find out what kind of record you have um, and then they're scared to fight you and they just back out the day of and Jeez. no one consequences for it so it was like it was like we did we had so much trips like that man and it was <laughs> it was it was pretty tough um but yeah i'm glad to have such a such a huge experience in boxing and um yeah I, i'm i'm grateful for that so your mom is very very passionate as we talked about your dad obviously has a background would it be safe to say that they're the motivating factors of the ones who drove you you know, to do this sport and, or was it more from you, you know, cause sometimes, you know, we have parents who do something, but we don't want to follow the same path. In this case, you have a background from your father's side. Where was that motivation from? You know, did it come from your parents and how did it come from their parents? You explain that, you know, to us. Um, I feel like it was introduced by my dad for sure. Um, but, and he obviously wanted us to know how to defend ourselves and he wanted you know, my goal growing up was to be a professional boxer. I never thought I would be doing MMA, mixed martial arts. You know, there was no, nothing that, that told me I was going to do national, uh, 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 mixed martial arts. But yeah, I would say, you know, my mom, she was a um, track athlete in, in, uh, in high school. So she would run track and, and as kids, she would, you know, make us go run and, and, and help. <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of like her side. I saw a video. Uh, was that you racing your mom in the video on YouTube? Probably. The pretend <laughs> video where you guys were at the Olympics and stuff? Yes, yes. Yes, I saw the little skit we were doing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm like, first of all, your mom is fit. You know, good for her. She's in shape, which it's awesome. But I see you guys doing the video a few years back, and, and someone was, you know, commentating, and here's the winner yeah. of the, you know, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was my brother. Me, me and my brother used to compete all the time. That's kind of um, the person I grew up training with. Again, I got super lucky with that because, um, like, growing up, my dad would just, you know, we would be in um, – we had this upstairs room, and we just had, like, a – I don't even know, like a 10 by 15 mat. So it was, like, a little mat space. It wasn't – you know, it wasn't huge or anything like that, but it was enough to, to spar, to drill, um, to do all of that. And – Growing up, my dad would make us, you know, wear these big headgear and, and really, really soft gloves so we couldn't hit each other hard. And it would build our confidence. Um, like, you don't know, that nowadays. Like, coaches just throw beginners in, in, into, you know, the big dogs and they just get beat up and then they're scared. They start, you know, closing their eyes. They start turning yes. away. Um, but my dad really built us right because he knew what he was doing. Um, you know, like I said, big headgear, big gloves, and, and we would just do, like, only jab. Or, you know, just just small stuff like that. 
Um, and and when he started introducing us to competing and we would go to different gyms for sparring partners, uh, same thing. He would really protect us from, from you know, the people we would go with. Um, if someone is, you know, five, eight, ten pounds bigger, when you're a little kid, that's a lot of weight, you know, to go against. And, and he would, you know, he'd be like, hey, um, let's do jab only. We're going to spar jab only with this person because they're, you know, eight pounds, ten pounds heavier. And, and like, like that, he would just slowly build our confidence in, you know, not being afraid of punches, not turning our head, not closing our eyes. And I think that was a, a huge part uh, of, um, you know, what, what he would do. You know, he was very knowledgeable in that kind of stuff. Um, right now, he's not extremely involved in my career just because um, obviously I go to a gym and I train there full time. Um, I really wish he could, he could coach there, but there's just some stuff that, that they can't really get him in there, um, to do boxing. Cause I mean, he's just a straight up boxer. Um, but yeah, I, I just worked with, um, Dorian Price and he's, you know, he's the person who's taught me clinch elbows, knees, uh, kicks, all that, all that kind of stuff. And that's very important for mixed martial arts. And then Brian, obviously he teaches me jujitsu um grappling all that kind of stuff and um you know i also came from a really really long wrestling background I started let's, let's talk about that because your mom again posted film of you wrestling and i mentioned before you know my son my wife and i we have a son who wrestles and he's a freshman year in high school we live in eastern pennsylvania and um it's a hotbed here for wrestling some good yeah. wrestling here in the state of pennsylvania and he's really tall and i and i watched some of your film I even had to drop a few tears. I'm like, this is a tall, lean wrestler, which most wrestlers look like all thick and, you know, compact. And, and um, he has a great coach. I want to give a shout out to the coach at Council Rock North High School who coaches my son, the rest of the team. He's been telling me for years, your son's going to be a problem. The leverage, the length, it's, 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 these guys are talented. And I'm so glad my son has bought in and he's there. But when I watched you on the mat, uh, talk about your wrestling career. Talk about how that transitioned to where you are now and what you gained from that. So it was, it was like, just like my boxing career, it was super long. I started, I started competing uh, jujitsu at around eight years old, maybe. And then something's happened. We quit jujitsu. I did it for like two years or something like that. And um, I competed like a couple matches in jujitsu and so, like, I knew, like, some basic jiu-jitsu stuff. Obviously, I was, like, a kid, so I didn't know, like, and I just knew, like, the basic triangle, armbar, rear neck, and show, guillotine, whatever. Um, but then, yeah, there was some stuff that happened. We we left the gym, and my dad, you know, started working with us, and he put us in and started competing. Uh, I started competing in boxing and wrestling the same year. Um, so when we were, like, we would work at our own gym, uh, at our home gym, all we would do is judo throws because that's all my dad knew. And um, my first uh, wrestling tournament, uh, me and my brother went to, I was nine years old and we didn't know anything. So I don't know the rules of wrestling. I didn't know, you know, I couldn't lock hands when, when the guy's on bottom. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> and, um, I got put into the middle school division somehow. I still don't know until this day how I got put in the middle school division. So all the kids I wrestled were two to three grades higher than me. Probably because you're so tall. Probably because you're so damn tall. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I was in fourth grade going against middle schoolers. And um, we were wrestling for Juliet Middle School at that time, me and my brother. 
And um, the coach barely even knew us. He didn't even, like, he was like, who, who are these kids on my team? And, like, he, he wouldn't even, like, pay attention to where we were competing. And I think I won my first match. And, and then I lost to, like, this really good kid. Um, that was he, I think he ended up being a couple times state champ, whatever, um, in high school. But, yeah, I lost to him uh, my second match. And then I wrestled one of, one of the best kids in the county, uh, in Wilson County. And um, I, I ended up beating him. I was I just kept throwing him and throwing him and throwing him. And like I would lose so many points for locking hands. I was losing a lot of points for illegal things. And then my coach saw that match and he was like, "Oh, I mean, if you know, we teach teach these kids, you know, how to um, wrestle properly and how not to lock hands, um, you know, we could do something good out of them." And you know, and then I started wrestling for Mount Juliet, and um, I became I won. My very first year of wrestling, I won regionals, state, and nationals. Whoa. Uh, my very first year of wrestling. And then Jesus. I repeat, yeah, I repeated that a couple of times. Um, so you were, I, state cha- you were state champ in Tennessee? Yes, for, for the little kids, yeah, for fourth graders. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but hey, it still counts. It still, it still counts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... I won, I think I won two or three more times. And then I think I lost uh, states and I think, I don't think I went to nationals, but I won, I lost states um, my seventh grade year. Um, I got, I made it to the finals and I lost the finals match. And then my eighth grade year, I became a state champ again. Again, I won regionals and and state. Um, And then I went over to high school and obviously that transitions, that transitions hard, man. Um, yeah. Going from to high school, it's it's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. I yeah, I was 113 pounds as a freshman, and um, I I made it to like I think I got pinned my quarterfinals match or something like that against this really good kid, and then I had to you know go all the way back through the bracket, the 32 man bracket, all the way up to um, blood rounds, and then I lost to a ranked kid that I beat earlier that season. Um, by like one or two points, but yeah, that was, that's how my freshman year went, and then my sophomore year again, I, I went up to 132 pounds. Okay, so that was a jump for me from 113 pounds to 132 pounds, and again, I was like, okay, you know, that that year was my worst year ever. Um, you're probably, re- you're probably wrestling against seniors with beards and mustaches, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, that was that, that was a really bad season for me. I think I, my my record was like. 32 and 13 or something like that for that for that season it, it was pretty bad um and then going through my junior year I tore my meniscus halfway through the se- season that was the knee surgery that I saw on the on the video yeah, yeah. okay okay that yeah. explains that all right yeah I had a, a meniscus tear I think like a month a month into the season and everyone was like, okay, well, he's he's pretty much out. He's not going to do anything this season. You know, he's he's out for almost all the matches. And I come back, you know, just in time. My knee heals up just in time for, you know, regionals and states and, and a little bit before that. And and that was my best year. I nice. won re- and I medaled third uh, at state. Awesome. Uh, EWSAA, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I medaled third at state. And that, that was my best year. And, um, but yeah, and then senior year, I made it to the finals, won regionals again, made it to the finals. 
and yeah, I lost the finals match. I, I came in the season ranked number one, um, but it, you know, it was it was definitely senior year was was definitely my best season. I I think I only had like two two losses that season, all to number one ranked guys. Wow. Yeah, there were close matches to to number one ranked guys because I I started the season at one fifty two, and then I cut down to one forty five for the for the other seasons. I lost to number one ranked guys at one fifty two. Um, my finals match was close. It, you know, it was a it was I should have won the match, but you know, like I said, there's nothing I can do about it. I, I lost the match fair and square. Uh, he was he just ended up being a better wrestler that night, and um, yeah, that's pretty much how my wrestling career went. I I didn't go to college or nothing like that just because I started up MMA, and, and here I am. So. Do, do you attribute your what, what do you attribute your background in martial arts the most like where do you find the roots and was it the wrestling is it dad upstairs with the mat um was it with the, the kick or the boxing at nine years old what do you think was the, they're all important they're all important but what's the one that's give you the most foundation to be who you are today that's a tough one man i feel like almost like every month it's something different um like one month, I feel like okay, my hands are, are insane right now. I can let them go. I'm like rocking people. I can. I, I'm. I'm feeling great. And then other other times, I'm like, wow, my grappling's gotten so good. I'm just taking everyone down whenever I want. I'm submitting people whenever I want. Um, so I feel like I feel like it just it's just on and off. Okay. Um, which is pretty weird, but yeah, I just I just feel like I'm so. I feel like I'm you know not to be cocky or anything. I feel like I'm well rounded. Um like on the feet or, or when it just goes down on the ground, like I can literally just do it anywhere I want. And yeah, I think that's, that's a big, a big plus of growing up training, boxing, wrestling and, and jujitsu all at the same time. Well, looking at you from a outside perspective, people are going to watch or people will watch your, your record and look at the last fight and say, Oh, well he submitted the guy and whatever, but your hands, dude, your hands are special and people see, okay, Russian, fighter russian american however you want to put it and you're submitting people and they're going to just put you in this box like oh this guy's a grappler but if they watch the film on you they know the background on you your hands are special i mean i'm from an outside perspective i'm just saying your, your ability to box your striking technique you're long and as you know a long fighter who snaps the punch at the right distance and gets that punch landed on the right extension there's a lot of power there and you don't look like you're powerful Look, like he yeah. played tennis. That was my breakdown, right? So he plays tennis. He's delivering my mail. You know, and if, you want, if, if, if I'm some drunk person on the street just going up to you, starting a fight with you, thinking, oh, this little skinny white boy from Tennessee, I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah. So your, your hands are special. I, I know you kind of are figuring that out. And, and it's probably easier sometimes to win a fight with some nice jabs and punches. And, you know, the ground game is a little more intense, you know? So, you know, do you see yourself becoming more of a, stand-up guy um, or or focusing more on BJJ where do you want to focus more of your attention on moving forward um, I just think it's it's just adapting during the fight and that's another thing I feel like I do well at I adapt a lot during the fight I I always you know if if it goes this way I don't feel good um, in this position I'll go ahead and switch in this position and like you saw in, in this last fight I obviously couldn't let my hands go. Like I said in, in the interview, um, you know, obviously like the warm up messed me up, all, all that stuff. Um, and, and I couldn't let my hands go. And so I was like, okay, I've watched a lot of film on Joe Ham and, and I see a lot of people taking him down at will and, and whatever they really want. And 
And I started going for those, you know, like I uh, tried to do like a Von flu, a Darce choke, head and arm choke. I just kept going and going and going and going. And I could hear every time I would put any of those chokes in, he was struggling. I could hear his breathing. I was listening to his breathing every single time. Obviously, I didn't want to burn out my hands and put all the squeeze into it and then be burnt out. Um, and I was literally just listening to his breathing every time I would, I would lock in a choke. And, you know, it would be like muffled breathing and I could hear him starting to struggle. And I was like, okay, I know this is working. I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to go ahead, take him down. I'm going to go back to these, these head and arm, you know, Von Flues, Dars chokes. Yeah. And, and that, that's really, really how, how I just analyzed that fight and, and adapted to it. Um, but I, could, I couldn't let my hands go that, that night. That, that's all. <laughs> well, the warm-up was crazy. I, I want to go back to that. You know, people, you know, you, you come in there on a schedule. You know, everything's scheduled. Your, your eating habits, your your weight cut if you're doing a weight cut, you know, your time you spend on BJJ, the time you spend on, you know, all the different aspects of it, it's all scheduled. And so when you get off schedule like that, that's more than enough to throw a fighter off. Like you could lose a fight easily because of that. A three hour yeah. warm up, you know, you're, you're stretching, getting a sweat, cooling down, stretching, getting, I mean, that is annoying. Luckily you're young. Yeah. You're 11 years younger than the opponent you just fought, which leads me to another question here. This dude, Mr. Ham, he's jacked. Like, yeah, like most people would be a little scared to fight this guy. Like he just, he, he definitely looks the part. Can you tell me honestly, the best you can, I mean, you know, the best you can explain it. Is there a fear there? You know, how do you break through that fear factor? Were you intimidated? You know, this guy is very strong looking. He's 11 years, your senior. He has grown man strength, right? How do you, how do you psych yourself out? What, what does it take? Man, I, honestly, like, I wasn't nervous coming into this fight, uh, to be honest. Like, even though it was, like, a big stage and, and my f opponent had this, like, strong-looking physique. And I just think it just came down to experience um, because the amount of people that I've faced that look like that and you end up beating them and, and exposing their weaknesses, you almost think, like, these jacked guys – aren't as dangerous as like skinny guys like me um you come to a point where you're like man i think a skinny guy is is more dangerous um than a jacked blown up guy like that um and i i can honestly you know i, I went through that pretty much because my brother was is is like me but he's twice as skinny <laughs> um, and he would beat my ass in boxing that's just how it goes he would outstrike me he was stronger than me in grappling all, all growing up until now, obviously, until like two years ago. Um, my brother doesn't fight anymore. He's in the Air Force. Uh, whatever. He's he awesome. didn't want to. Uh, yeah, he, he graduated college, all that. I didn't go to college. But, um, yeah, he, he, he didn't take that, that route. But uh, I did. And, um, yeah, but growing up, he would, he would beat me up in the gym all the time, all the time. And, and that kind of like – puts it in your head like you don't have to be jacked up and strong um to you know beat people right um there's also a lot more that goes into it there's cardio that goes into it there's you know technique that goes into it yep. um and and all those muscles just weigh you down and, and it's harder for your heart to pump all, all the blood through the muscles you know your your cardiovascular system isn't isn't as great as someone that's skinnier so that's, well it, it makes perfect sense I want to I hark back around to the subject matter that 
you have one parent from Ukraine, one parent from Russia. And this is a part where we can edit this out. I don't want to feel, I don't want you to feel pressure here. My wife is from Russia. She was born in Smolensk, And then she was raised in large part in middle school, high school in Latvia. So, you know, my, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law moved to Latvia. It's my understanding, you know, I've traveled to Russia. I've been to Moscow, Moscow and Leningrad and been to Latvia, obviously as well. The, the difference with Ukrainians and Russian, the actual difference from what I understand is not much of a difference. There seems to be a common culture. There's so many overlaps. And there's so many people that are from both sides. What is your take on the conflict? You don't have to get all political here, but what's your take? How do you understand it? Because again, you have a Russian parent and a Ukrainian parent, which is very common for a lot of Russian people, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I've been asked this, this question a lot, uh, a lot when I was down over there in, the, in the Florida, um, because obviously, you know, it's one of the biggest things in the world going on right now. Um, I'm obviously, I, I don't watch politics. I don't, um, you know, associate with, with, with all that stuff. But um, honestly, like, all I care about is my family and how they're safe over there. Because obviously, it's just uh, my dad, my mom, and my brother that live here in the States. And then everyone else, and I have a huge family, and everyone else is over there. Um, you know, my grandparents, Ukraine, um, you know, my mom's whole side is in Russia. And um, I mean, I know that they're safe because my dad calls them, my mom calls, calls my parents. And, um, you know, that's, that's all that really matters to me. Um, obviously, yeah, it sucks. Like, I hate war. Um, I, I Obviously, like, it's, it's easier said than done, but I really wish, you know, war didn't exist. But, you know, that, that's how the world is um, without war, you know interest of conflict and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, as long as my family is safe and um, I know that, I'm okay with it. Uh, that's, that's pretty much how, how it is. And you, and you rock the, 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 the nickname Russian DNA, which probably now you got to be careful saying that because people take it the wrong way. They're probably thinking you're being anti-Ukraine, which you're not. You have a Ukrainian parent. I hope this all settles down soon because I've been trying to explain to whoever I can explain to within my circle that Ukrainians and Russians are, 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 are basically one people, you know, yeah. the food is similar. The language is obviously Ukrainian has their own language, but they all speak Russian. You know, they have very common practices. Uh, the women all dye their hair red. I'm just joking. But you know, like there's such common interest in common cultures. It saddens me. It looks like a civil war from my perspective because it's the same people. And uh, yeah, you deal with it in your own household and that you have, you know, family on both sides. I'm, I'm praying for your family. There's no conflict in terms of people getting hurt. This needs to be resolved as soon as possible. You know, it's, it's a pain, not only for, for people that look from the outside looking in, but even for yourself, you know, you're a young man, but you're growing up with the idea that your parents are communicating with the families back home. It's a bit of a weight on your shoulders. I want to ask I mean, a few more questions before we finish this up here. You're 20 years old, correct? Yes, sir. Where do you see yourself in five years from now in the mixed martial arts career? Where do you see yourself? Um, I think I'm just going to be undefeated. I think in five years I'm going to be, you know, um, doing well in the PFL. Um, you know, hopefully I think I have two more fights coming up for, uh, in the PFL. Um, in like the undercard of, of like the, the regular season. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just see myself being undefeated and, and obviously in five years, I'm going to be, you know, almost 26 years old. I'm going to, you know, I'm definitely going to get a lot bigger. I'm going to get a lot stronger 
and and you know I'm, I'm working on that every single day um working on my physique um working on my technique you know i'm in the gym 46 hours a day and i'm pretty much in a training camp you know i've been in a in like a training camp my whole life i've never really um done like you see a lot of fighters they you know they fight they take two months off you know they don't have a light uh, a fight coming up you know they're they're slacking in the gym they're coming you know um twice a week three times a week whatever no i'm in the gym you know five days a week at least um i'm always there um you know i don't have to be training super hard um but i'm there you know i'm making the techniques i'm i'm always soaking everything up and yeah like i said in five years you know i'm going to be a different animal and 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 i hope a lot of people um are going to stick around me for this career because you know i'm only going up from here uh only going up and and i really believe i can i can make a dent in in, uh, in mixed martial arts so what would be a message that you would send to the young kids that look up to you already some of the young ones especially local prospects and now you're going to be growing in a more of a global sphere what's the message you want to send to them uh you're you had a wrestling background sometimes it was good sometimes it was rough injuries played a part what's your message to the next generation coming up behind you honestly just stay consistent that's probably the biggest advice that i can tell anyone because consistency is is literally just how you're supposed to, how you're supposed to be if you're not consistent with what you do um even if you you know you're you're waking up and you don't want to go train um you just have to go even though you know even if you feel burnt out just just go um soak up the not you don't have to go super hard you don't have to um um you know kill yourself every single practice and go go 100 percent. no just show up even if you're not training just watch you know all that kind of stuff is it, it just builds up right in your brain you um just just show up to practice just be consistent stay consistent and um yeah also supplements <laughs> actually big, big big part of uh, a game changer because you know back um in the wrestling days you know we didn't care about supplementing we didn't care about our diet we didn't care about none of that um that's honestly if if i told myself a couple of years ago what to do uh diet supplements uh would definitely be um one of the big parts just staying consistent with my supplements and and um you know that, that's probably one of the biggest parts that, that have helped me push myself in training harder than i've uh, than i've ever you know been pushed so i got two more questions for you before i let you go you probably have practice today you have practice today later on or uh no i'm i'm coming back i'm just taking this week off um and then i'm going to practice on monday yeah it's gonna be my first practice so you're still basically at tennessee right home base for you is tennessee yes sir you guys have a ranch there of some kind i saw you shooting some guns out there at a pond or yeah we have a uh that's that's uh where i live it's uh we have like a little six acre um place and we have like a little pond with some ducks we have like a farm with like goats and, and all that stuff but uh all we have is ducks now uh, we got rid of all the goats and chickens and all that stuff. Yeah, we used to like, you know, eat eggs and, and collect all the eggs and, and that's cool. You know, yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, we we we've had a lot of changes in our diets, so we kind of you know kind of are staying away from that now. So <laughs> understood. Um, so before I let you go too, 
Is there anybody we want to shout out? Any sponsors or any supporters of what you're doing? And we want to give a, a special mention to um, before we wrap this up. Yeah, of course. Uh, shout out to my parents. Uh, they're, they're, they've been here since day one, obviously. Um, huge supporters. You know, my dad. My dad's stuck with me and 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 helped me throughout my whole career with my striking, everything. You know, my mom's always been a big supporter, and she always supports what I do. And um, and you know, also my girlfriend. You know, she's also a huge supporter of my career. Um, she always understands. You know went to give me my space, you know, during fight camp and all that stuff. And um, it's, it's just great having such a huge support system. Obviously, National MMA, uh, Dorian Price, my coach, Brian Tidwell, all those guys are just – I'm just happy to have such a such a strong team behind me. Um, obviously, all my training partners, National MMA, you know, Charlie Alexander. Um, he, you guys you guys got to gotta look out for him, Alexander. Um, he's uh, he's on the come up. He's, uh, he's going to do big things real soon. Um, but yeah, just, just that, uh, Steve Swedish, my manager, um, he's, he's the one who got me to this PFL and got me this, this opportunity, awesome. uh, Steve Ruby. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to that guy. I love him. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much all, uh, team Reaper, uh, my sponsors, they gave me my shirts. Uh, they made, they designed a bunch of shirts and all that stuff. Shout out to those guys too. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's my team and uh, I love them all and uh, they're amazing. Well, we are so honored to have you on our show. We are a very small podcast in the mixed martial arts world. We're trying to move our way on up. I appreciate your, your comments about our videos. We try to keep it pretty much straight. Um, yeah. We, we are really happy for you. I mean, I can't say enough. I think you're going to be going places. And hopefully as you move up the ranks, we won't be uh, too far away. We can reach out to you and interview yeah. you again in the future and celebrate your accomplishments. You got good parents. You got your back. Uh, there's a phrase people say it takes a village, right? So it takes trainers and coaches and agents, high school wrestling coaches and former b boxing coaches, the whole nine. You seem like a very appreciative young man. You've obviously created a lot of people for your success. You're only 20 years old, dude. <laughs> You're 20 years old. The future is very bright for you, but thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Enjoy the week off. You have a ton to be proud of, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, Alexei? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on this podcast, man. It's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you, brother. All right, peace. Have a good one, man. You too.